G'day, g'day, and welcome back to another episode of A Lot to Talk About. It is your boy, the captain of the ship, the man in charge. Back in the studio, the black wall behind me, the fake bamboo tree, which I tell people is imported from China. Um, it feels so good to be back in this space, but I was saying to today's guest, you're going to have to put up with that audio not being as clean and precise as usual because in my rush to get here after a meeting, I forgot my cord to connect one of my mics. So, you know, you know how the game goes. It's like when you get back into the office after lockdown, which I can imagine a lot of you are going to be doing soon. And you're going to realize you leave a whole heap of shit at home, like your lunch and the things that you're so used to having at your disposal um, in the comfort of your home. But really excited to be here. Today's guest is actually around two. He's only the second guest in history of the podcast to come back twice, which says great things about the connection I have with this guy and the pleasure it was to have him the first time around on the show. Um, today's guest is a man who I'm sure you're all very familiar with by now. He's a homegrown Aussie legend in the music industry, writing, singing, producing, just an entertainer at his best. And I'm very blessed to have Mr. Cyrus Ville back here today to talk about his new single, Love Online, all he's been doing in the last year since our last catch up. And brother, it's just an absolute pleasure. How are you? Dude, what a what a warm welcome. That was nice. I felt like I was just tuning into the episode. I was just about to sit back and just watch the episode unfold. When we've got the best <laughs> of the guests here, we've got to deliver. So I'm really oh, grateful for your time. Um, obviously, it's been, it's been busy for you this last couple of weeks with the single dropping and everything that's happening in your life. And, and I've got to say before I before I open this up to you, for me, as, as someone who, you know, and we spoke about this the first time that we connected, for me, as someone who really has a dream to do something special as a storyteller and in conversation and to take my platform to the next level, it brings me nothing but just real joy to see someone else who is, you know, has their passion, has their purpose, and is just doing everything to pursue that. It's, it's fucking cool to see. It inspires me. So congratulations. Oh, man. Man, likewise, we pull each other up, bro. I think like we live in a day and age where it's so, like you said, it's just refreshing and and really heartwarming and exciting and motivating seeing other people chase their shit and 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 it get is. on top of things. Um, yeah, and I, I'm I'm so grateful to be uh, working and, and and living in this time because I think like it used to be in the music industry back even when I first came into the industry in like 2015 there's this sense of like competitiveness around um, everyone and if you're working with this person then these people can't work with them because you're working with them first and it's just ugly but nowadays it's much more like you see your your team winning and then you want to back them just as much so I, I share that sentiment wholeheartedly yeah I, I couldn't agree with you more I think it's I actually think it's common for industry in in all areas and all fields right where it's almost, I think, you know, in Australia, it's it's obvious there's a tall poppy syndrome culture here where I think we're at the edge of that now where it's starting to break away and it's really starting to open up into this space where we realise that. And, and I think a lot of it stems from we're the first generation to really have abundance of opportunity because of online. Mm. And I guess online is going to be kind of the, the topic of today's podcast, right? Which we're going to dive into in a minute, but we have this abundance of opportunity because of the technology in front of us and the fact that you're sitting in Sydney, I'm sitting here and we've got this incredible connection and this clear audio and this clear visual where we can connect and share online. There is so much opportunity and room for numerous 
people and, and every one of us to succeed at whatever we love and whatever is, is mm. purpose-driven for us. So, man, I echo that. And um, like I said, really excited to have you back. I want to talk about this new track, which has been on repeat in my car this morning, the last few days, the last few weeks, um, ever since you dropped it, really, which is about a week or two ago now. Uh, yeah, I think two weeks ago now, um, two or three weeks. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been great, man. It's, it's nice to be back and, and putting out some music. So let's talk about that because the last time we had a discussion, you know, we're here today for episode 95, which feels wild. You were episode 11. So it's been a journey since then. And I believe if I'm getting it correctly, it was the last time we went into the first lockdown in Sydney. So it would have been about, would have been around April that we connected. And yeah, I remember at the time your focus was, you know, writing a few things in the background, but really you're, you're grinding as a producer and you're connecting with those artists that you felt connected to and, and wanted to help them get their music out and get their story across. Let's talk about that last year and the transition into now putting yourself back out there as the front man and, and I guess the, the guy under the spotlight. What's been the transition and, and the motivation behind it? Yeah, it's, it's such an interesting um, uh, dynamic between balancing between, you know, me as an artist and, and writing my own stories and putting that out and then getting in the release cycle, and, and which I'm in now of, of releasing all of the music um, and then shifting to behind the scenes and writing all of the music. And then secondary to that, thirdly, it's like writing and being behind the scenes for other artists. So it's def- there's, there's a couple of different hats that's been interesting to like, um, yeah, balance and figure out what the best way of lo- like flowing is, uh, what the best workflow is between the, the three different hats. Um, but yeah, last time we talked, I would have been pretty well finishing writing this EP um, and then kind of just working on all of the other stuff. Um, so at the time I was completely unmanaged. I was completely independent. Um, and in about two, oh, maybe four months ago, I signed uh, my first like management deal for this new project. Um, and that has been like incredible. Just having a team of people who were, who are super passionate about my vision, about my music um, and just good good people and hungry for great opportunities. Um, I think that was something that I, having experienced being a part of a big team before and being signed to a label and having all these people do all of these different things for you and then going to be, and then going from that to completely by myself, there was a lot of stuff that I had to learn about how the industry operates, what else happens beneath the surface aside from just me behind my keyboard making music. Um, and it's a lot and it's, it's, yeah, it, it can, it can definitely pile up and become very overwhelming trying to stay on top of that. So I knew I was in a place where I wanted, um, before I released any of the music I needed, I wanted a team who were going to be able to support me and just take away stresses that I didn't need to worry about. So I could just stay in this creative zone. Um, how, how important is that? Because I've got to interject there because one thing that I've noticed and, and, and I've, I'll say as someone who has no musical talent whatsoever, we spoke about that on our last episode too. Um, I, I do really love music and I, I really love listening to the backstories behind artists. Probably my favorite podcast host to date is Zane Lowe. I think he's oh, an, inc- an incredible host, an incredible speaker and has a way of really connecting with artists. And as someone who isn't grinding in the music business or 
not connected to it outside of people like yourself who I know are in the game. Um, I find myself really inspired by artists and musicians and the way that they create, the way their brain works. And um, I just recently had a massive picture of Pharrell geometrically illustrated and put on my wall at home because I, I love being consistently reminded of what it takes to creatively bring out the best in yourself. And listening to you speak about this, this process of finding a new um, management team and the creative flow and freedom they allow you. I, I see for someone like yourself after being connected for this last year, how important that would be. Is that a huge weight off your shoulders to know that what people are going to be hearing and seeing from you from here on out is truly Cyrus and not just a record label? Yeah, absolutely. I think now more than ever, I'm so connected with my music for a number of reasons. Creatively, because I've written and produced it all myself, but the stories and the concepts that the, the, the music uh, talks about is, comes from such a real place and the most mature place that I've ever been. Obviously, it's like the oldest I am right now, right? Um, and in a couple of years, I'll think, oh, God, I was just a kid back then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just being able to like share these stories and share my experiences with my heart on my sleeve really creates such a personal connection with the music. And so finding the right team to represent that and take that to meetings and present it to Spotify and show labels and whatever, all of the shit that they do, which is a mountain of stuff. Most of the stuff that I don't even know about because they just take care and they just like kind of give me the updates. Um, it's a lot of work and, and yeah, making sure I'm, I'm super lucky that I've, I found people who were um, just as passionate as I am. Um, and they've yeah really helped just level my project up and 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 just grow organically um, and while still allowing me to you know stay creative and not get too jaded by having to book sessions and reply to emails and talk to lawyers and all that sort of stuff. Um, it's all stuff that like on the surface you don't realize yeah. is a part of being an artist or being a producer. Is like so it's it's like sixty five percent in the studio and writing and, and, and having fun. And then the other is all business paper, emails, chasing, like it's just boring stuff that I, I, there was a time when I had to do that all myself, but now um, being able to pass that on to someone else, much more capable than I um, feels great. Definitely. I wanted to dive in and for the people listening and watching this, um, I hope there are many of you. I, I want to really dissect the music and and the meaning behind it but before we do that I think probably what's a really important part of that is what you kind of alluded to in our pre-chat before we hit record here today and you kind of said oh I'll dive into that when we get there um, about your own personal and self-growth because I think that's a big part of this right and a big part of what makes you the musician that you are let's talk about that last year like what has changed in your life outside of the music yeah, well, I think the most profound, <laughs> the most profound um, um, change um, is I'm in a relationship now. I have a yeah. girlfriend. Um, I'm very much in love and very, very happy. Um, hey, I'd love to hear is, that for you, brother. That's amazing. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, she's also an artist and songwriter here in Sydney. Her name's Kirsten Salty. Um, and it's the first time that I've... Um, you know, shared something so special with someone who also has this passion and drive and hunger for music. 
Um, and yeah, it's, that crossover has been been really nice. Um, but yeah, the last year's been been super interesting for everyone. Um, obviously, here in Sydney, we've been in lockdown. I don't even know how long now. It's like 11, 10, 12 weeks or something. Um, and yeah, more than ever, it's become present to me that staying on top of your mental health has such a direct impact on every other facet of your life, physically, creatively, um, in, in regards to motivation and, and discipline. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been tough. I think the first, the first couple of weeks, I kind of just basked in, oh, I got nowhere to be, nothing to do. That's sweet. Um, and then the next couple of weeks was like, oh shit, I should probably like get off the couch and like do some work, even though no, nothing's really happening. It felt, felt like the industry had kind of pressed pause for a little bit and slowly started coming back. Um, and then now the place where I'm at now, it's like I've, I've, I've implemented a really good routine, just, just as, and, and simple. Um, I always struggled with uh, regular exercise because I think my, my goal for exercise was always like, I want to get shredded. I want to look great. I want to, you know, look like I'm healthy. But I would have that mentality and then I'd be like motivated and, and, and inspired to train and whatever. And then I'd stick with it for two weeks and then, I'd skip a couple of days, then I'd just fall back off because deep down, I didn't really care about what I look like. So my my why as to why I'm working out wasn't real. It was just like on the surface, and yeah, I, I, I it, it presented it, it proved after a couple of weeks of training that I just actually didn't give a fuck. So that has since switched to I I, I realized every morning if I train. And I get a sweat on and then I cool off the beach and go for a quick swim and then come home and eat breakfast and then have a shower and get dressed all before 10 a.m. And then I sit down in the studio. My mind is like, okay, we're going to smash today. I've got this idea. I've got this idea. And just opportunities and ideas just come to me so much, uh, so, so much easier and just like effortless. It, I just, I see everything so much clearer. Um, compared to if I have a week without exercising at all, I'm kind of just like, oh man, it's such a busy week. Like, uh, so much work to do. I have to finish this song. Oh, I'm late with this and blah, blah. And my lens is just so much more negative. Um, I, I, bro, I could not agree with that more because I'm exactly the same as you. I was actually saying it to a friend this morning that if I don't have that foundational morning where I'm like, get out, exercise, be in nature or just be doing something active, get in the ocean, have my coffee and my brekkie. And then I'm probably similar to you where I, I sit down to start working at like 10 o'clock and I'm like, I'm on now. Like I feel like I'm so sharp and focused. And it's funny because I, I reckon there's probably two ends to the spectrum, especially in the creative industry where some people really thrive on kind of just lounging around and then, oh shit, ideas popped now I'm in the zone, now I'm going to get to it. But I think I'm, I'm fully behind the mantra. Um, Jocko Willink, former Navy SEAL, talks about discipline equaling freedom. And, like, if you've got that discipline, it gives that foundation for freedom to come off the back of that, and in this case, creative freedom. And I, I don't know if you've seen it, but I'm a big fan of the TV series Dave, Little Dickie's show uh, and, yeah sure no i haven't, um, haven't checked it out but i've seen yeah. it one of the episodes is he's recording with rick rubin you never really see rick rubin 
but there's this whole process when he gets to the house of like this routine discipline of like unearthing who he truly is at the soul and it's like it yeah. seems so crazy and and like unbelievable to anybody outside of the industry to believe or probably unbelievable to anyone within the industry to believe that that's required to get the creative process out of you but to me as I was watching that I was like this is almost a sense of discipline and routine that then allows the freedom to come and I think Absolutely. it's such an important foundation of life and I reckon most people would actually benefit from it even if they think they're the other end of the spectrum yeah yeah no absolutely I think I think until people give it a go because I was kind of the same I was like oh I'm plodding along fine the last couple of years have been great I haven't really put too much emphasis on you know any sort of sense of routine or or ticking any boxes I'm kind of just like just riding with it with with low pressure and I think there's good in that. I think there's 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 good in the low pressured nature of not like putting too much stress on yourself and needing to, okay, if I don't do this thing in the morning, then I'm gonna not have a good day or whatever. But when you multiply getting up early, having a sweat, going to the gym, whatever it is, with hey, if whatever happens today happens, like like no pressure on yourself, like like just take take it as it comes. It'll happen if it's meant to be type of type of attitude. If you pair those two together, then it's like, fuck, you, you've ticked every possible box. If something comes along, you're going to see it and you're going to take it into your hands. You know what I mean? That's um, it. So yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting then. It sounds like it's been the perfect almost um, jigsaw, like all these jigsaw pieces coming together to create the puzzle for you with like finding a relationship and the inspiration and having someone who you've got real love for, but also shares passions and, and similarities with you as a human being at the core, then having this foundational discipline in your life, that's creating that freedom. It sounds like the perfect merge of all these things coming together at once, which has been then the result, you, you know, you releasing some stuff that you're truly passionate about I'm really intrigued by the writing process and the creative process for you because I'm, I'm not sure what that looks like for you and where the, the motivation or the thought process is when you're sitting down with pen and paper or, you know, whether it be keyboard or on a laptop, how much of it is, you know, because we are online these days, as we say, um, how much of it is you thinking about the audience that is receiving it and what's the, the balance with you just speaking from your heart and your truth is there a balance or is it one way or the other yeah it's actually I, I love this question and I think it's something that every artist regardless of what field regardless of what medium um battles it's like and I've dealt with both I think mo most definitely in my past I had much more considered only the first the okay what is this going to be like when Brad hears this song? What's it going to be like when my mom hears this song? What do I want them to feel? And that was my only scope of lens when I was creating. But now it's very much the latter. It's so much more, what do I want to say and how do I want to say it? And not even really considering how it's going to fall on people's ears or whose ears it's going to fall on. I think that stuff is not not a part of my creative process perhaps it's a part of the strategic release plan process that, that comes later but when i'm creating it's purely 
what's happening in the room, um, what I'm feeling, what I want to say and how I want to say it. And I think taking that consideration of, oh, what's going to happen? Like, how are they going to listen to it? Oh, is this person going to like this sound? Oh, I won't use that sound then because this person's not going to... It just, it just disrupts the flow of how I like to create. Because ultimately, I, I, I always say, for every 100 people that like your music, there's 100 people that don't like it. And the only point of difference that puts one, that puts 101 on the like scale is you, is me. So... If I don't, I, like, I love that. That is a great way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. So ultimately, if I don't like it, what's the point? Then, then the people who hate my music win because I'm on that side as well. You know what I mean? So I think once I fully understood that concept and and that really nailed into my head, I'm just, I'm much more confident with just backing myself and telling my stories how I want to tell them. Um, yeah, and it, it feels so much better. It's like so much more uh, rewarding creating in that world because once I'm finished the song, before it's even released, I'm like, my job's done. Like, I'm, I'm happy. And then, then once you press go and it goes out, it's like, oh, I have nothing to regret because I love everything that I've done. I love the process and I didn't get jaded by trying to, you know, sacrifice 10% of the song to please Susie from Grafton. Like, I don't care because it's not a part of my thought process. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I definitely feel like perhaps that can change in the future once there's, you know, more of a sound that's created and who knows. But all I know right now is the place that I'm at. I'm, I'm so uh, fulfilled just, just answering to myself and, and, yeah, making sure I'm doing the best by me. Um, and then whatever happens, happens. I really gather that because, like I said, you sound you sound and look like you're in such a place of pure self-love and content with what you're doing. And I, I want to, I guess, dive into the process of figuring that out and going from, you know, pleasing others to only being true to yourself because I had a very similar experience at the beginning of lockdown. Well, I kind of like I felt like I was in a bit of a rut as we went into to this lockdown period and, I, I just wasn't feeling inspired by some of the conversations I was having or the, or the type of conversations I was seeking to have. And I realised that I'd created this internal pressure that the numbers needed to begin to grow, the, the audience needed to grow for, this, for me to be worthy of continuing to do this. And it, it kind of pushed my mental space into what, what's the numbers on this episode instead of how did that make me feel and how did I yeah. feel as the host and the creator and the speaker? And I began to journal because I thought I've just got to get this shit out of my head and on paper so I can process it. And really come back down to the fact that unless I truly love it, it's worth nothing in the end. And I want to be able to sit on the, in the final moments of my life and look back on hopefully what's been an incredible career as a speaker and a storyteller and go, I'm really proud of every single piece of that. And when I fell off the track, I found a way to get back on. And I think that's the key. And as I move into this next phase, I'm, I'm now, which might be an exclusive for some people listening, beginning to build a platform that I want to be a cultural playground for society to go and get inspiration, whether it be from musicians, artists, speakers, human stories, yeah. sport, all of these things 
and I'm going to have a bunch of people who are writing on the platform, collaborating on the platform. I'll be doing a bunch of different podcasts to help bring that to people. But the foundation of it has to be me sitting in front of you, Cyrus, and having the conversation like this, which inspires the hell out of me. And these are the chats that I love. And in seeking that again and finding that, I've had the most beautiful experience through this lockdown and this past, like you said, however many weeks it's been now, that I feel like I've found my, my truth again, which feels yeah. great. Yeah, absolutely, but, bro. Finding your why and, and sticking with that, super important. It's, bro, purpose fuels progress and, and we forget that at times. And I'm really interested, you know, for me it was journaling and getting the thoughts on paper to sit down and, and reassess it all. Was there a process for you or did it feel almost quite natural It just come to that tipping point? Yeah, man, I think like... With, I think it's, it, it was born out of confidence um, um, and, and yeah, just trusting my, trusting my gut. Um, all of the, so at the moment, these, all of these songs are a part of an EP that comes out later this year. And the catalyst for the EP was a really traumatic, heartbroken period of my life and, and moment that kind of just sent my life into a million different directions and at that time, the only thing that could bring me back and the only thing that I knew was music and writing and creating. So I think at the time, I, I, and I wasn't writing any of my own music. For the, and then this horrible thing happened. And then I had something to talk about. And it was almost like just therapeutic. And the creative process was so, because it was so, the, the, the concept was so personal. And the context of me creating was me in this room by myself. It was so the idea that I was writing a song to upload onto Spotify to get streams and grow myself was such a distant thought because it, it was irrelevant in that moment, right? The only thing that was pressing and the only thing I cared about was I'm sad, I'm heartbroken, I need to write and talk about this and just process this which in turn looks like me writing music and writing my first EP. So I think ultimately it's like that, comp, that, that uh, the mindset of, like we were saying before, not, yeah, and, and it's so interesting that you say that uh, numbers thing for you because it's a thing for everyone, bro. Like I'm, I have friends and I work on projects that aren't translating numbers the way that we would have hoped. But ultimately that shouldn't be your driver. It's, it's hard. It's, it's so human of us to uh, not see tangible results and be upset and, that, and take that as a sign as you're not good, you're not doing the right thing. But really, it can just be a reminder. And I love how you said you turned that into, okay, how, how am I like, how can I shift the conversations that I'm having? So I'm getting full of joy in the process and not caring about or putting less per and then and, and the numbers will come, right? Um, and I think that that idea of focusing on the process versus the result um, has has yet yeah, changed my mentality and just made it so much more worthwhile. Um, and then when when you do get the wins and you do get the streams and things go well, it feels a hundred times better because you've enjoyed every step on the way you know what I mean it's not like you've had to sacrifice and you've slummed along and then you get a big number and you're like oh that's all worth it because that is like no way to live right 
Um, 100%. Yeah, just prioritizing the, the, the process, I think, is, it's, is it's the journey, isn't it? And I, I watched you release this latest track and you could, you could see that, you know, any, anytime I release a podcast, right, I'm going to promote it. Anytime an artist releases, I'm only going to promote it. You can tell when it's something that someone is proud of in the way that they push that message across. And I could see how excited you were in sharing this with the world. And it, it come across as real truth and authenticity when you were sharing that. And I was like, he's pumped about this. I can tell that he really cares about what he's putting out. So like I said, congratulations, because I think all the hard work that goes into this, and you alluded to it before, like you were writing this EP when we last spoke. I don't think a lot of people appreciate the length of this process and what goes into creating something that we get to enjoy as, as a finished product. But I want to dive into that now. And, you know, Love Online being the first release of this EP that's to come. Let's talk about the song, firstly. Um, that song is, you know, there's a clear message and one could interpret it as the world that we live in, in today's society, where it is so online, it is so digital, the way that most people meet is through some form of online connection. And you really speak in the song about, and I love the line that a heart doesn't, a screen doesn't show what the heart does. And for me, I've found that really difficult as a 25 year old guy in modern society, that it is really hard for me to create a connection through a screen and not face to face with someone. So has that been the inspiration for this or has the inspiration also been the current time in COVID and the way that that shifted the dynamic of the relationships we create? Yeah, man. I think like I'm a, I'm a big believer in regardless of what my meaning is to a song, everybody can have their own interpretation and that excites the hell out of me. You know what I mean? Like a different meaning can live inside everyone's head. Right now, it's so, it's it's hilarious that this song is like, I don't want to love online, I want to live real life. And we're stuck in lockdown and the only thing we can do is talk online. Yeah. So I think that just happened to be like a, a, a funny coincidence, um, but so fitting. And and I hope that, you know, the the message in the song can, can bring some... Um, yeah, bring some enlightenment to some people during this time. Um, but in terms of when I, my, the catalyst for writing it um, is, is, I think it was like eight, uh, May, June, uh, June last year, around June. Um, so this is a couple of months after my breakup. Um, trying, get, getting back on my feet, like starting to feel good again, going outside, seeing friends. Um, and meeting new people on different platforms, on Instagram, on, you know, talking to different people, getting people's numbers, just trying to meet people. Um, and of course, on dating apps, on Tinder, on Bumble, doing the whole rounds. And it was my first time on these platforms. Because um, I'm like, oh man, I'm, I've never done it in my life. I'll give it a crack. And very shortly after, I realized, damn, like I've met like five different girls and our conversations are just flat and and empty and I have no idea who you are I've seen five photos that are like a highlight reel of your best moments and you don't really it's, it was so difficult to engage right and I'm so used to getting in the studio with someone I've never met and like 
opening our hearts and just letting it all out and being completely vulnerable. So I kind of strive on that type of connection with when I meet people. Um, and yeah, it just got me thinking about, damn, the internet as a whole is kind of difficult to, to really truly understand people. Cause I have, you know, I know people and I've met people where I see them online and then I meet them in real life. And I'm like, Oh, you're, you're so not what I imagined you would be like. And I don't even know, like, and it's, it sounds bad, but it's in the best of ways. I'm like, Oh, it's such like, you're so lovely. And I didn't think we would be talking about this, this, and this. Um, and yeah, it just got me thinking and went on a thought tangent of how interesting that, that concept of we feel like we're so connected with these devices and, 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 the internet and being online and talking to all these people, but it's so hard to have the same connection that you can have in person um, when you're just meeting someone. Um, so yeah, I think just, just exploring that concept was really, was really fun. And I feel like when I'm writing these songs, the idea at first is yeah, phones are hard to talk to people. Internet's difficult, whatever. And then sitting down and just dissecting my thoughts and just having a conversation with myself is where all of the things that I, that I believe in and all of my morals come out on paper. Um, and I, and I read them and then understand them because it's all like all of these perceptions live in my head, but until I voice them or until I write them, I don't realize I think that way, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's, it's a really therapeutic and interesting, like, um, uh self uh what's the word self-understanding um process. i couldn't i couldn't agree with that more right so i've had a, an experience with that in the last couple of months through lockdown as well where i started writing like i started journaling but then i began writing a book because i wanted to share i guess the beginnings of my life and i guess go through the process of where my mentality come from you know my early life my parents everything ultimately it's a, it's a book that has a lot to do with my journey with chronic illness and cystic fibrosis and um, the sort of life that I'm leading because of that and what it's inspired me to do in my life and I basically wanted that book to be a beacon of hope for people who um, have been told the harsh reality of what cystic fibrosis life looks like and in the process I've learned so much I, I feel like I'm a pretty self-aware guy I feel like I know who I am and I know what I'm doing and what my characteristics are, what my toxic traits are and what my good ones are, but I've learned a lot about myself and it's a really beautiful process to go through that process of self-evaluation. And my advice to everyone has been, you, you would get this because you're a writer and you're a musician and a creator who shares your own story in the words of your songs and, and on the paper when you write them. But for me personally, this was so new to me that my advice to everyone post this has been write your own book. It doesn't have to be something that you publish. It doesn't have to be 35,000 words. It can be 500 words, but put your life down on paper and I guarantee you will learn so many powerful and insightful things about yourself. And I can see that for you, this journey is ever evolving, right? Where you just continue to learn and evaluate. Yeah, absolutely. Every song's a little chapter of um, some moment in my life. And I want to look back on my catalogue of music that I've released. And, and you know me, you get to understand who I am. And I can look back and be like, oh, yeah, I remember when I was heartbroken and I was on Tinder and I hated talking to people online. And I remember when I found love in this person, I had a great time. And it's whatever, whatever the stories are. Um, 
Yeah, man. I'm excited to read the book, bro. That's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. How far along in the process are you? Uh, 25,000 words, which Damn. was like, it's probably, so basically, you know, as someone who was so new to this, I actually just got off the, the reason I was just in, on time getting onto this and probably forgot my mic cord was I was on, um, on a Zoom meeting with a publishing company and oh, who seen, they seen my sunrise interview the other day and so they reached out and said hey have you ever thought about writing a book and I said I'm actually 25,000 words into writing a book and Amazing. so we set up a little consult and I was speaking to them about this process and I have no like I'm not even a reader right I've read right, two, right, two, right. Three, two three books in my life I'm not a <laughs> listener and I find it really hard to still my mind in a book um, and there's only been a few books that have been interesting enough to sort of like captivate me for that right. period of time where I consume knowledge best and I consume story best through audio or through visual because that's just my personality. Right. And I was like, how do I how do I go about writing a book? Because man, it's been a minute since English at school, and I know right. a bunch of a bunch <laughs> of my school teachers listen to my podcast, by the way. So they're probably listening to this thinking, "Who bloody <laughs> listen more in class?" But <laughs> My only thought was, okay, well, I've been journaling and that's felt really natural and that's felt really good. So I'm basically going to journal my memory from the first moments I can remember and the first things I was told to where I am now as a 25-year-old man living this life and trying to succeed in a purpose-driven pursuit. And I sort of got to the point where I'd finished the story and I've decided that I'm going to cap the story off actually at the end of October this year with the last um, with the next 42 for CF event coming up and a bunch of really exciting things in my life. But now I'm at the process where I'm like, it's kind of feels 75% done and I'm going back and filling in those like beautiful moments from my life and those stories and those things that I think will add a sense of vulnerability, vulnerability like writing about, which I've never, I've never even shared this story with anyone in person before, but like writing about the first person that I truly thought I loved and sharing like the heartbreak of that, but then the realization of that and what looked like love, what it actually was and what it was disguised as at the time. And, and all these things that make me feel super vulnerable because I'm like, man, I, re I really hope that the nation and the world around reads this book because that would be incredible. But whether it's millions of people, thousands, or just my mum, dad, and my sister um, yeah. being my core true fans, and yeah. core true supporters, whether it is three people or three million matters less. It's more so I want to make sure that if this is eventually what I want it to be, I said to a friend, you know, I'm, I'm a dreamer, man. I'm a dreamer who believes he can achieve anything in the world. And I said to my mate, Fooney, I said, man, if I'm sitting in front of Oprah and she goes, hey, this is really special and you've inspired millions of people around the world through your story, um, thank you for being honest and authentic. I would hate to sit there and think, oh, but I wasn't 100% yeah, authentic. Absolutely. I'm like, I'd want to sit there and go, you know, I put it all out on the table. I was super vulnerable. I had those nerves and those butterflies in the belly, knowing that the world was going to read this and hear about all my biggest insecurities and vulnerabilities and all the things that truly make me, you know, Brad and who I am. And I want to be proud of that. I want to be able to sit there in that moment and know that I gave it 100%. So it's been such a process, man. And I'm, I'm probably 75% to, to answer your question. Um, long story um, short, but yeah, probably 75% of the way into the process, but, but just loving it. And, you know, almost like I had to, I, I don't know if you get this as a writer, but 
was talking to another mate about the process and I was like, I'd almost told myself it had to be a lockdown project. Like I had to get it done in eight weeks. I'm like, people take years to write a book. Yeah, yeah, people yeah. take years to write a song. Like take that time constraint off myself and go, okay, sit with it, read it, edit it, come back to it. Make sure that it's something really special before you, you're ready to put it on shelves. And so I've kind of benched myself for a month to sit with it and allow my life to develop around the story that I've written so far. And I'm in a position where the, the next week or two, I'm going to be sitting back in front of the laptop and, and adding some words and, and really putting some more value into it. So it's been a beautiful process. Amazing, bro. I can't wait. I can't wait until that's on shelves. I do something similar. I have a, I have a document on my um, laptop that's called, I want to write a book. I and love I've that, been yeah. writing like entries in it since 2016. So there's like four or five yeah. years of just like random thoughts, things that have happened. Um, most of it is more just like dissecting my, my, uh, thought pattern after something happens um, yeah. that I felt interesting, whether it be watching a movie, um, meeting a person, um, writing a particular song, finding a new hobby, whatever it is. I'm like, just let my mind flow about, okay, this is what happened and this is what I think about it and, and how I felt about it. And then just leave it at that and then just close the laptop. And then I'm, I'm sure one day, I'm, and even now looking back on the post on the, entries from years ago it's so interesting seeing how you've changed and and the type of person you were because you don't realize you don't think about it you don't think about what type of person was i in 2018 on the date and you don't you, that's not a daily thought that you have right you but we're always either present hopefully or looking forward um so it's a nice like yeah reminder um that you've come you've come some ways well, I hope that one day I get to pick that up off the shelf and read it. Or my, my advice would be make an audible copy so I can listen. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I'll take in so much more of it. Yeah. Um, but but it's really exciting to hear that these are all these things that you've been consistently doing because I think it continues to make really great music, right? And music that, like you said, you're you're really personally in love with. Let's talk about the rest of this EP. I don't want you to give away anything that you can't, right? But I guess the is there a topic or a consistency to the music that is to follow Love Online or is this truly a, a number of pieces of that jigsaw puzzle coming together just to make up this period of your life? Yeah, so the first, the first song that I put out a couple of months ago, Facts, and then now Love Online, uh, two out of five songs on the EP. Um, and the EP is written as a chronological uh, body of work of a breakup that I went through last year. So the first track is kind of like, things are happy, I'm loving this, like celebrating that there was once something great. And then chronologically, you listen through and something happens. And then I'm angry about the thing that's happened. And then I've found peace with the thing that's happened. And then moving on from that. Um, within Love Online is the last song to kind of where, where we're at now. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been, I'm so proud of it. And it's, it, it's, it, it has so much purpose and meaning to me because it was, you know, it represents one of the toughest periods of my life. 
Um, and, you know, as artists, we like to turn traumatic things into hopefully something beautiful. Um, and I can listen to that body of work whenever I like and be content and super proud of myself, um, regardless of what happens once it's out there. So I'm extremely excited, yeah, for, for everyone else to hear. Um, That's incredible to hear. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. So when can we expect the next piece of the puzzle? I think the, uh, the puzzle in its entirety is out Ooh. November 3, I want to say. This is exciting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So a couple of months. Um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited. Uh, it's it's been a long time coming. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, it's time for it to do its thing and and be heard. And while I work in the back end on whatever comes next, is there a plan to be face to face with people playing this music? Obviously, at the moment, it's very hard to predict that because of the nature yeah. of our our current lockdown situation. But if all goes well and we find ourselves back out with some freedom to, to be going to gigs and, you know, and you for, for you to be performing in front of people, is that a plan or do you keep sort of want to keep it online for the moment? Nah, definitely. That's, that's the biggest thing that I miss, man. Like I grew up playing bars in Wollongong and singing in cafes and busking in McDonald's Albion Park. <laughs> like I'm performing and being in front of people while I, sing and, and entertain is so at the core of who I am um and I'm so pumped to be able to get back out there and do that so I I I've, I've had this idea to like put on some sort of show I'm, I'm so lucky to be you know good friends close friends with so many brilliant artists in Australia mm. and in Sydney especially um so I think once lockdown's over we <laughs> we want to put on some sort of show and, and do something and just bring everyone back together and celebrate um, that way out again and, um, yeah, have some fun. So Brother, I think that's please something that Please let me know. Please yeah. let me know when tickets are available. I'll put you that. on the door, bro. Right. I, I, would, I would love to buy a ticket to that and come along and support and listen and be involved. I'm, I'm really a fan of what you're doing and it, it's exciting to see because, as I said, as someone who loves seeing other people creatively do well and push themselves and have purpose-driven endeavour, it's great to see people from a hometown, you know, from yeah. people from Wollongong, like the, the OGs out there making things happen. I'm really interested by what this next couple of months for you personally looks like. You know, if we push the music to a side for a second, is there any plans? Is there any things that you want to be working on? Any new challenges, even as a producer? Yeah, I think one thing that I've noticed lately, um, just on like a personal level, is that whole thing of uh you know self-discovery and and self-awareness and becoming I'm, I'm i've thankfully started um the process of you know being okay with things that flaw my personality and things that are kind of toxic and things that i i habitually react negatively toward and getting to the root of why i do that and and then when those things kind of present themselves in in real life figuring out how i can better handle myself um that's been something that i've i've kind of welcomed recently and it's been awesome because i've found myself like if i, I used to and it's it's just like dumb things like for example i'm, I'm a little bit of a control freak so if something changes last minute i will get 
I much more I used to I used to get really frustrated and be like oh my god like I've done I've moved this and this and this person's just you know changed my plans and now what am I going to do blah 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 and now having since realized that I'm like that and just finding myself in those positions where things have changed last minute just catching myself before I let go and, and unleash this negative train of thought and being like still okay with like oh that's annoying like I felt that that's a natural thing and then rather than letting myself run with that and being like uh getting all salty about it just stopping myself and being like hey bro world doesn't revolve around you like sit down relax like you can spend the next bit of time on something positive um yeah I don't know man just trying to be a trying to be a better person wherever I can and, and being welcome to um accepting uh the things that I'm not great at um both personally and professionally um and yeah just yeah working towards something better I think you've been a big bro seeing you do everything that you do has been a massive inspiration so personally thank that. you um, no, I appreciate that it means a lot absolutely it's it's so so awesome to see and then also to have conversations with you and you being such a like down-to-earth normal lovely guy um it just makes it all the all all the better um so yeah man ready ready to end this year with a bang (laughs) well brother we're all along for the ride i want to wrap this conversation up but i want to quickly just remind you of a memory that popped into my head just as we're talking about the gigs and and the performing I was reminded of, do you remember that little live video we done where you and a bunch of people jumped on my live? I done like a Thursday night live video at home and you sang one of your songs and I had like a comedian come on. And yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was just thinking, I was like, far out, that feels like a lifetime ago. Dude, that feels like age. Was that, when was that? Was that last year? It, it was just after we'd done our episode. It would have been a week or two after because right. it, was, it was you and Joe Damon. So you performed yeah. and then Joe Damon come on and, and done like a stand-up sort of like yeah, 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 um, yeah. just a piece. And it was that that was a good time. It feels like it feels like forever ago. But oh, it, it was a realization just then thinking of that, that man, as soon as we can, we've got to get face to face properly because Absolutely. we've had to continually connect over here for the last. 12 months so I'm really looking forward to that and like I said I'm I'm, I'm a fan I'm truly truly inspired Likewise, by what you're bro. doing and I appreciate all your kind words before and I want to make sure that everyone following this here today remember don't just get behind this guy because he's a homegrown hero he deserves every bit of the success that comes his way let's lift him up let's support him get online and stream the latest love online listen share get around it. It's a great song. Get around it. Pump it on repeat in the car. You know, in any opportunity you get to drive at the moment in lockdown, just pump it at home. Get Listen the to it. Going Bang it. Work. Open the windows. Put the volume on max. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that all the links for the latest track are in the description for today's episode. I'm going to make sure that every one of Cyrus's links are there too, so you can connect with him on socials and be along for the ride, be along for that journey. Brother, I am so grateful to once again share this space with you, to share more of your story and more of the things that you're doing. Um, Like I said, I am a true fan and I really appreciate your time. Mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for for all of the enlightening uh, storytelling and, and conversation, bro. Appreciate you always. Till the next time. Till next time.